In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're gonna have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising podcast with Nicole and Jesse Cozine. Hey Nicole. Hello. All right, this is another Thursday special coronavirus edition of the podcast, and we all know what Nicole says about the coronavirus. Coronavirus? Shit's still getting real. Guys, if I had a nickel for every time <laughs> I heard that over the last six weeks, it, it's like a just a nail in my brain at this point. So I'm glad we can share it with you. And I still really like it, so... And there we go. So this week we started to get back into the pa- into the clinic to reopen for patients, and we it's actually been going I think better than we could have expected. Yeah, really better than we expected. And I just feel like it's a big sigh of relief, like at least for the foreseeable future, we're gonna be okay. We are gonna be okay. And we talked a little bit in one of our last podcasts on a coronavirus update about how we had really tried to keep patients involved in the decision-making process, let them understand why we were doing everything we were doing, staying in touch periodically. And I think that's really bearing a lot of fruit for us right now. Yeah, it truly has. And then I really also feel like we talked a little bit about it as being a pre-framer too, to what they were going to walk into and how we were going to be dealing with things like that people were going to be wearing masks and we were going to be wearing masks. And and part of that talking about it along the way then made it less surprising to them when they're coming back into the clinic. Really, the only pushback we've gotten, we've had of all the people who have come in, we've had one person forget a mask and that was a 20 year old kid. Yeah. So he was. Yeah. he was, And he was super cool about it. And then we just provided him one. No big deal. We actually had to chase him down. He called us from the parking lot and said that he was going to go down to CVS to get one. And we're like, no, come back. Yeah, And you probably won't be able to get one, buddy. Right. Just <laughs> let you know. So that really was was pretty helpful in in the way we've done that. The other big thing that we did was close our bathroom within the suite, which was probably the most contentious of the precautions that we took. But so far, people have been understanding and respecting that we're keeping that open for our staff to be able to wash hands between patients and not having to try to rush in there three or four times an hour to sanitize every surface that a patient could have touched. It was too, I was a little bit worried about it, actually. I was like, oh no, our patient's going to get like mad, you know, but I think number one, they shouldn't be jicking anyways. And so many of them pee before and after. And I just want to pull my hair out sometimes. And I'm like, ah, you're in the clinic where you're <laughs> we're not supposed to be condoning this behavior. I think that most people, again, because we have built trust, because we have talked that that might have been an issue, because we have a convenient option for them outside of the clinic, it's been working pretty great, actually, better than I expected. And 
for the reason of to make sure that from the therapist perspective, we're also having a better area for us to be able to wash our hands and just have a better area for that because our kitchen's pretty small and we we would only usually have one sink if we weren't able to use the bathroom. So it was one of those things that was killing two birds with one stone. It was going to help us to not have to clean it as much, but then also for us, it was going to provide an extra hand washing station for especially to project when all of our PTs are back. That was probably the thing we were the most worried about. And I think it's gone really, really well. I think people have been really respectful of it and have been at least understanding why we're doing it. And then we're bringing our physical therapy staff back in a kind of a stepwise fashion. So right now it's Nicole and another physical therapist who are going to be the first people back. Guys, if you are at a clinic and your owner is refusing to treat at this time, but asking you to treat, that yeah, that's is a, a big no-no. I mean, it's just like, come on, put on your freaking gloves for a second and just do it. I mean, I just really feel like I would have such a hard time, even if it was just for a short period of time coming back in because to me like this is a time when everybody needs to be in this together your boss needs to be there and i know that everyone's situation is different um, and if you're in a bigger place like maybe not but it's the whole feel just needs to be that we're all in this together everybody's like ground zero let's go and then really be there with you alongside of you treating your patients yeah rowing in the same direction and i think that's why we've been communicating a lot with our team both individually and then in group settings about what's going on really being as transparent as we possibly can be as business owners even putting up targets for the number of patient visits that we're going to need to hit which we're not really big on in a usual setting you know like you might be you know oh you need to hit 90 percent productivity or we need x amount of evals but yeah we're not huge fans of that it's one of the things that like nails on a chalkboard to me from a hospital-based setting, and I get from a business owner's perspective, it's not like we're not paying attention to that number, but to me, it's more of a, the onus is on us a little bit in order to create that productive setting versus like expecting the, P the PT to be 100% responsible for their productivity rate. So we've never really been a huge, like hounding our PTs for that, but now, I mean, things are a little bit different. And so we're not going to the productivity craziness, but we are having a common goal to hit, right? We, at the end of the day, we see patients and that's what makes our business profitable and be able to exist. So that number is important now and it will be for the foreseeable future. And it is, it's also indicative just to kind of give people perspective of how significant of a difference it actually was. Right, because we're going from 500 to 600 patient visits a month, and now our goal is substantially less than 200 for this month. And, and that we'll would be, be good. Yeah, we would that. be happy if we hit that. So I think that just seeing that difference is also helpful. It's just helpful for everybody. It's helpful to, again, like Jesse said, to see that we're rowing in the right direction or the same direction, that we're t together and we need to basically build back up from the ground floor. Yeah, it really is. We're kind of thinking of it almost as starting over with, you know, some advantages of having some infrastructure in place, having our contacts, obviously, with our patients in place. But we can't assume that anybody is going to be coming back in and not just because of fear of the coronavirus or the health side, but it's actually been more significant, I think. The uncertainty around people's finances is huge. We're obviously not the only people who are experiencing that. 
the uncertainty around childcare and being able to get either a babysitter or having your kids out of school has been huge. And so when you combine those factors, the general uncertainty, the fact that everybody always reevaluates when they are off of PT for four weeks, right? We always get that when somebody goes out on vacation for three weeks and there's a little bit of a drop off when people come back and you start adding all that together and it's a really significant difference. Yeah. And it's still, it's, it's still a little scary, frankly. I mean, there's still a lot that we need to build back up. I think it seems a little less daunting in some ways because we've already been there, done that. So I think there's the advantage there, but it's also a little bit more scary because we can't necessarily rely on the same metrics and same patterns that we were had gotten so intricately involved with, Jesse more so than me, but those patterns aren't necessarily going to be the same. And so part of our position moving forward is like seeing, comparing, is that the same? Are we getting the same number of evals? Are we getting the same number of calls? Are we getting the same type of calls? All of that stuff is now continuing to go on in our brains and a little bit of just crossing our fingers and, and holding on. You know, and I hadn't thought about this until right now, but I think one of the things that gives me a lot more confidence as we build back up is the fact that we've just done this with our mentees in a couple of different settings, in a lot of different settings, and there's not just one way to build a practice. And having seen that now and worked with people from, you know, starting a clinic in a rural area or in a thing that's focused more on just women's health and all of these different ways of marketing and, and seeing all that just lets us know that you know, even if what we did to build pelvic sanity so quickly isn't as effective as it was when we started because of all this, there's a lot of different ways to be successful in this field. Yeah, and that is exciting, and that's comforting. And then also, I still get nervous. <laughs> like, that all sounds wonderful. I'm still freaking nervous. <laughs> that is a good summary of kind of our update. Yeah. Things are going good, but we are still a little bit nervous. Uh, but the big thing we wanted to talk about in this podcast was almost a newfound appreciation or a reminder of the appreciation that we have for our patients and that mutual trust that we build up with them. Yeah, we really are, we're really just thankful. We had like a little bit of a chat, Jesse and I, right before this podcast about just thinking about what we're going to talk about. And all of a sudden I was just like, man, I am just freaking really, really grateful that people trust us. And, And there's a lot of that. Yes, we've created a place where we can be trustworthy. It is a two way street, but also just don't forget to just Ah, be thankful for your patients. Be thankful that they're, we're thankful they're willing to spend money. We're thankful that they're willing to trust us with their pelvic health. We're thankful that they're still willing to come in right now and that they trust us enough that we're taking their safety into consideration and everything like that. So um, have a lot of gratitude for just your patients, just in general. And when we were thinking about that trust and what builds that, because that's obviously something that you don't get overnight. And the two things that we really came up with on why we've been successful building that trust with our patients, the first is just doing what you say you're going to do. And that's from either a physical therapy standpoint, from my perspective, that's from a clinic standpoint. If we say we're going to send something to you, we make sure to send it to you. If we say we're going to reach out on this date, we reach out by that date. And that consistency makes a big difference with people. Yeah. And, you know, and in the pelvic PT essentials course that I teach, This is a huge piece of building patient buy-in, patient trust, whatever you want to call it. There's a million different names for it. But basically, 
having a set few things, a way to close the session, and in this case, a way to communicate with patients about, this is what I'm gonna need you to provide next session, and then making sure that you ask them about that, right? So that they know that there's a trust buildup of that, oh, their job over this next week is to do this, and then my job is to do, as the PT, is to then ask them about it and follow up with them. And then the second piece, so first is doing what we say we're going to do. Always. And then the second is to let them know that we genuinely have their best interests at heart. And that's something that we push so much in the training of our front desk. I think that's something that Cole has just done an amazing job of imbuing in everybody in this clinic. But when we talk to patients, we really do try to talk to patients like the way we would talk to a family member who is in that situation. It really is patients first. I mean, we don't just say that, but you also, I mean, we the phrase actions speak louder than words really does become a real tenant to pelvic sanity. And we have to do that. And sometimes that leads to awkward conversations, right? Where their doctor has told them one thing and we, you know, have to come in and say like, Hey, I actually, I actually I, don't agree with that. Yeah. Right. Like I actually don't think that you should go get that x-ray right now at this point, and this is why. And I, and I know a lot of people that makes people, PTs especially, feel uncomfortable, like, oh, is that out of my scope of practice? And like, it's not actually to give your professional doctorate level opinion on what you think that patient needs at that time. But we digress slightly, right? I get so excited talking about that. But basically, right, we need to do what we say we're gonna do and Boys. challenging times, and I think we talked about this, Nicole did in, I think it was episode two when we talked about don't let your patient flare you, but sometimes those challenging times like we're in right now are the ones that build the most trust like that. Exactly. So there's a ton of ways that, and I challenge each and every one of you guys that no matter if you're a business, I mean, business owners, it's kind of a given right now. You've had to, to be in front of your patients. You need them to come back from a business perspective. But I think where you can really make a big difference in your patients' lives as a staff physical therapist is to look and see what your clinic is doing. And we know that many of you are not super stoked right now on how your clinic is dealing with stuff, but take it upon yourself as the doctorate level professional that you are to find ways within your system to take ownership of that relationship. and take control of that and send them an email when you maybe normally wouldn't or give them pick up the phone and call when you're during a patient cancellation time and just honestly just like see how they're doing i mean we have done that quite a bit over this last couple of months and you would be shocked at the number of people that are just like thank you so much for reaching out and saying hello and keeping us updated right because that's just it's just such a, a testament to the trust building relationship from the patient to the practitioner and not just the patient to the clinic, right? And I've been surprised by how observant patients have been with all of this because we've had multiple people, and I don't even know if Nicole has seen this because she's been in treating, but who have come out and said, really just thanked us for all of the stuff that Nicole's been putting out online during this time. We've put out two patient-centered courses. We've done a ton of live videos in the uh, Finding Public Sanity Facebook group for patients. All of that, like people see that and realize that we're not doing that to ask them, 
to spend money at our place when they come back. We're doing that because we genuinely want to help support people during this time. Yeah, I've been really actually surprised at the amount of stories I've heard from you, Jess, about how observant patients have been during this time. And it's just a good reminder for all of us to realize that patients are not dumb. They pay attention and they listen to stuff and they see what you're putting out and they see what your clinic's doing and they have opinions on it. And you just need to make sure that at all points, all contact points, that you're maintaining a really professional, genuine relationship with them. Because the opposite is true, too. We've had stories from people who have been going to practitioners who haven't been taking any precautions at all during this time, who didn't close down, didn't think about closing down, and and they see that, too. Yeah, so we actually had, I actually had a patient come in and, and say that he was actually, he was seeing somebody for his neck or whatever also, and, you know, I was seeing him for his pelvic floor, basically everything else as well, and he had said that he was really disappointed in his other clinic because they were, he, he just said, were very much financially driven, right? Didn't shut down at all for COVID, had, had done no precautions, had talked to them not at all. They weren't even wearing masks in there. Like, it, it was Jeez. pretty, yeah, I was just like, what? But, you know, it was just one of those things where I was surprised at how observant he was and he chose to take his money elsewhere. He's making an extra appointment with me per week to take care of something that he was having someone else take care of because of the way we handled the situation. Yeah, so they're definitely watching and seeing how we do this. I think the other thing that I was actually really proud of, of how we handled our communication with patients, and this is not always really easy for me because I like putting out that we have all the answers and everything else, but just being a little bit vulnerable. And in some of these uncertain times, just admitting, we, we told the patients like, look, here are the competing things that we're balancing, right? We're balancing our responsibility to you. We're balancing our responsibility to our staff. We're balancing our responsibility to our community. And that's hard to try to balance all that stuff. And, you know, we didn't know how long we were going to be shut down for. We checked back in with patients every few weeks making sure that we had another touch point there, but we didn't try to pretend that we had all the answers all the way through because the situation was changing day by day. And how dumb would it have been too? When we we have like no freaking idea, right? right? So to try to pretend like we know what's going on at the time when there's absolutely no way that that would have, we would have been able to have any answers would have just been inauthentic. Right. And but that trust, it's been interesting now that we're having people come back in is really bringing us, you know, we're, we're seeing that people are willing to see a different PT than their normal physical therapist. Right. When they come back in, if, if their person's not coming back right away, they're willing to come in for a two hour visit every other week to help us reduce foot traffic in the door. You know, they're they're really they're trusting us with their physical safety and trusting that we're doing what we say we do when we talk about sanitizing the rooms between patients leaving 15 minutes break in between so nobody's passing in the hallway. That's like a benefit of that trust that we've built. Totally. And and it's definitely not something that was, I guess the takeaway there is that that's not built overnight. That is built over from the very first point that people come into our office, the very first time that they call, the very first time that they're seeing what we say on the website, right? We're trying to make that a very consistent message that we can so that so that we can deliver that consistent level of care so that we're building trust in that way. And then they gave us a little bit of grace on the back end when now we're asking them for something. And that's something that we just want to have like run through everything. So if there's something to take away from this episode, I think it really is that 
that building of trust with patients and that ability to do what we say we're going to do and genuinely have their best interest at heart and have that run through. If it's just you at your, if it's your business, then have that run through your business. If that's just you and have that be the way that you interact with patients, because Nicole still gets calls from people she saw 10, 15 years ago at a hospital program who remember the way that they were taken care of by her and they're not calling the hospital, they're calling her. Right. And this is extra important for any of you guys where the podcast about starting a side hustle really resonated with you because patients will end up following the person most of the time. And that is part of our jobs is to create that personal relationship when you are treating them and to enter into that patient provider relationship with confidence and just the ability to really take care of somebody at this time, a place when they're quite vulnerable. And so that will continue on through years, years and years. And we're seeing that now where patients still call me from the, Hey, I, you know, this thing came up, you know, again, and I remember I've tracked you down and here you are still in Orange County. Different last name, but different last name. So we really hope that that helps you guys. It's obviously a really challenging time for all of us right now, but that building trust really pays a ton of dividends for for both us and for patients. And so we really hope you guys can find a way in the next week to try to do that in whatever setting you are, wherever that looks like. Um, I think that's something really valuable. So yeah, even if you are a staff PT, and this is where I feel like in some of the times of these areas, I'm going to call you out a little bit. Sometimes I feel like the staff PT sort of default is to be like, well, let me just wait to t- for my boss to tell me what to do. Let me just wait for the direction that I should go in from whoever's above me. And I'm telling you, and this is where we rise, is where I want you to take control of that and come up with ways to insert yourself to create that trustworthy relationship for your patient and see how that can fit into your clinic. All right. Sounds like you guys have your marching orders for the next week. So please continue to reach out. We'd love to hear from you, whether that's through DM, our email is down there, whatever the best way is to do that. Feel free to reach out. Let us know what you've decided to do to build trust with your patient and how it goes. We'd love to hear from you. Let's keep the conversation going. And let's continue to rise.